Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Chris, Travis, don't I look like a billion bucks? You do, mama. You need to look good because you've got a presidential (laughs) candidate coming in here. Who's also a billionaire. Yes. So... That's why I just put my plexiderm on. It works just that fast. Your eyes are amazing right now, Steph. Thank you. By the time we get done talking, plexiderm will have worked. It works in minutes, not weeks, not, right? It makes you beautiful small in minutes. I love everyone on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network is having slap fights over the plexiderm in their household. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I'm a single loser who lives alone, so nobody snatches my plexiderm. Oh, really? I know you keep it. No, you don't. It is hidden. It's in a safe. (laughs) <laughs> Plexiderm, I'm telling you, right? Yeah, is, uh, Plexiderm is amazing. Clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates under eye bags and wrinkles in just minutes. I'm telling you, in minutes. The science behind Plexiderm is incredible. Clinical studies back it up. If you look older and tired because of Trump, crow's feet, wrinkles, <laughs> under eye bags, you can look younger in just minutes. Mm-hmm. Look, see, I smile, which is good news, but then, like, the wrinkly wrinkles, huh? Where'd they go? What has that happened? It's like what? going back to 2008 oh. before. They go all this. Right. Exactly. Turns back the I have my pre-Trump eyes, <laughs> thanks to Plexiderm. Um, the results are backed up by Plexiderm's 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Go to triplexiderm.com. Use the code SEXYLIBERAL for my discount. That is triplexiderm.com with the code SEXYLIBERAL or 1-800-685-1292 and mention SEXYLIBERAL. Speaking of sexy liberals, my younger ingenue, Stephanie Miller, is going to talk to Tom Steyer for Happy Hour right now. Happy, happy hour. We're going to get uh, Tom Steyer drunk and get him to say something inappropriate and get him <laughs> no, to kicked out of the presidential race before not. he even no. gets in. At nine in the morning. Wow. This is no FCC. You can smile. That's you right. Can, you can swear. Get all. Do, your, do the Groucho Marx eyebrows you do for me. There you go. Yeah. All right. See, he does that backstage with me when we're doing our raunchy impeachment road show. I don't think it's. I've seen those impeachment road shows. They're not. <laughs> They're not raunchy. No. That's me. Yeah. He classes it up. <laughs> So, uh, all right, Tom, you are running for president. You are uh, obviously need to impeach.com. You've been uh, mobilizing. Uh, you've been, you know, activating people on, around political issues like environmentalism, need to vote, uh, younger folks getting out and voting for a long time. So this doesn't really come out of nowhere. I mean, you really are the bizarro world, Donald Trump. You are 
everything he is not. No, for 10 years, honestly, I've been taking on corporations and winning. I've been organizing people at the grassroots yeah. to, sh- to be registered. In 2016, the organization I founded registered a million three Americans. Yeah. Eight, over 800,000 of them in California. Yeah. And lo and behold, in California, we had an amazing 2016. Yeah. 800,000 you know, extra voters. Oh, my know, God. Despite this dystopian shit show that we're living through. See, I can swear on this. I just, <laughs> once I get rid of the FCC. Like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> I, I just was talking to Rob. Rob Reiner was in the other day, mm-hmm. and he said, I'm hopeful. And that's what we have to make sure is that we stay united, that we vote blue no matter who. We have a good primary, but the, that we don't get let them make get us, us despair because that's what they want to do is Look, depress I'll, our turnout. Stephanie, I don't know if you saw this in the uh, need to impeach town halls that we did together yeah but i can tell you going around the country you meet so many fantastic people can i just tell you one quick story i was down in south carolina in denmark south carolina which is a very small town 350 3500 people yeah overwhelmingly african-american and they have a water problem because the state won't buy them a water treatment facility so the water is disgusting and people are getting sick and dying yeah so i was meeting with the activists in town at the home of one of the leading activists, a woman named Deanna Berry. And so we were talking about what was going on and why this, the Republican South Carolina legislature would not help this predominantly African-American town have pot- potable drinking water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the other thing that was true was she had a daughter who was 16 years old who had a life-threatening disease, and she said to me, Tom, on July 31st, I have to make a decision. Do I take my daughter to the doctor or do I pay the rent? Yeah. Oh. And I said, obviously, you're taking her to the doctor. And she said, yes, I am, but I don't know where I'm going to be on August 1st. Where Her family, she has three kids. Her husband is dying of the disease caused by this bad water. Oh. But yeah. here's my point. Yeah. That sounds like a terribly hard story, and it is a terribly hard story. Deanna Berry is one of the most uplifting, positive, go get them people I've ever met. And that's my point about America. Yeah. You go around... Things can be tough as all get out, and the people are fantastic, and they make it happen. Yeah. And I look at this country, I say, can we do this? Hell yes, we can do yeah. this. You've, you know, it's funny. You're, not, you're like sort of in a vein of like you know, wealthy liberals like the Kennedys that, you know, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you don't care about other people or right. people that have average concerns like that. I mean, the Kennedys spent their whole life, lives working for, for that, and it, that's, that's how you strike me is that, that you really – actually care about regular people's issues. But I mean, Stephanie, one of the things that's true, which we were talking about off the air before, is both our fathers were prosecutors of Nazis at Nuremberg. Mm -hmm. My mom was a teacher in the New York public schools and in the Brooklyn House of Detention and a journalist. The people in my family believe that you're on this earth to fight for what's right. That is a traditional American opinion. Now, that is not a weird. I find yeah. that all over the country. That's who I am. That's who we are. Now, Tom, or uh, what do you call it? Uh, Donald Trump refers to you as weirdo Tom Steyer. Uh, <laughs> now, hey, I assume what he means by weird is that you made your money without cheating. I didn't inherit it. <laughs> and you're actually. He's a trust fund baby. <laughs> I know. I mean, and as we just said, it is going to is bankrupting the country like he did all his businesses. I was just reading a tweet. Alex tweeted, Reagan took the deficit from $70 billion to $175 billion. Bush 41 took it to $300 billion. Clinton got it to zero. Bush 43 took it from zero to $1.2 trillion. Obama halved it to $600 billion. Trump's got it back to a trillion. Uh, 
And they, they still continue with this Democrats cause deficits and we're big spenders, right? Look, the Republican Party has gone off the rails. I think we just have to accept that fact that they have gone to a place that the elected officials there. I don't say the Republican voters at all. Yeah. When I go around the country and when I did all those town halls for need to impeach, the Republicans who showed up were patriotic, decent, wonderful people like all the other Americans. Yeah. But the Republican electeds are in the bag for these corporations. Yeah. And they will do anything to support them. That was their, their prime accomplishment was cutting taxes on corporations yeah. and cutting taxes on the richest Americans. That is something they should never have done. Yeah. They, are at, they have absolutely sold themselves in order to get unlimited campaign contributions from corporations who are taking advantage of the American people every single day. And we have to stop yeah. it. Tom, let's get to know you. <laughs> what is a hedge fund manager? So look, I, I don't, no one us, knows. Talk to us normal people. No how do you, one how knows. How do you make billions of dollars and what does it feel like to be a billionaire? First of all, I don't think, it, you know, Stephanie, one of the things is I know people always talk about me right. being a billionaire. I never think of myself that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, but, I never, but what is a hedge fund? What is that? I don't Basically, what all is. you do is you, what we did was invest money predominantly for college endowments and for foundations that were created to do good in society. Mm. And right. we and they save money and use it and then they use part of it every year to run their programs. Yeah. Or in, in terms of schools it's easy to understand so that they can hire teachers, do research, educate kids. Yeah. Build dormitories. Yeah. So wait, you made money doing good? We were we were representing good people. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And we did you it. are the anti-Trump. You realize that. And, You're and, the anti-Venom. Our theory on this whole thing was we invest money and we try and make money every single year for these people. We be consistent. Yeah. And we, so it turns out that in, when you think about investing, being consistent really matters. Yeah. So we ran a very high integrity, successful investment operation that I started with zero. So you mean that's better to run years. a business and let's just say a country than being a chaotic lunatic well, that we, bankrupts Well, without teasing, times? Stephanie, one of the things I used to say when I was running this investment business, I said, look, we don't try and take advantage of the people we do business with. We don't try. Yeah. You know, we want to have the same lawyer, accountant, representative, research staff every single year. Yeah. Because if they get fairly paid and they do a good job and we repeat it a thousand times... That's the best thing we can ever do, as opposed to yeah. Mr. Trump, who tries to rip everybody off. He thinks if I rip you off, I make all this money. It's like, yeah, yeah. one it's time. What, he's doing to the what country. happens to the I next win. 999 times? The person goes, I'm never going to yeah. talk to you again. Right. You're I a w- crook. That's how he's running the country. I have yes, to win. Everyone else has to lose. Um, yes, it is. Let's talk about and, you. And, and, and the you. country is littered by people who are ripped off by Trump. Thank you. 2,500 people, 2,500 yeah. people sued him for unpaid bills. Have you yeah. ever been sued for unpaid bills? No. How about 2,500 times? Mm-hmm. I know. All yeah. right. Let's talk about you and your genetically superior, beautiful wife <laughs> and children. You are also the anti-Trump. Okay, you have a Yale and Stanford degree. She has a Harvard degree. She's beautiful. You've been happily married for many years. You have brilliant children. Uh, what, how, how'd you, how did you meet? How how? So Kat, on some sort of like Kat, the, Kat, I, I met in grad I, school. Oh, okay. She I was, was going to say somewhere like the place in in Wakanda, like somewhere. <laughs> just really, she, she's a track athlete. Oh, and, and so, you were and you were uh, captain of the Yale soccer team. She was captain of the Harvard track team. Okay, I oh. want you to win out the presidency now, just so you can do the re- Megan Rapino pose. <laughs> when you win. But she was running repeat miles. So if you're a track athlete, 
you do, you run a mile, you jog a quarter, you run a mile, you jog a quarter. Oh. And I was not a track athlete. I was playing another sport, but I was walking by and I thought I'd like yeah. to meet her. Yes. So I went on the track to do the workout with them. So I was wearing <laughs> tennis sneakers and tennis shorts and like a, you know, a collared <laughs> shirt. I started doing it and, I, and we ran like three miles and jogged three quarters. And then wow. the guys say, it's all guys and cats. Because they're, you know, track athletes. Yeah. Right? So they say, okay, the last one we're going to run as fast as we can. So I said to her, well, Kat, you know, maybe we should just not run as fast as we can and just stay here and talk to each other. <laughs> oh. And she you said. You sly dog. Exactly. She said, we could do that, but that would be a really chicken shit thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> we got Tom Starr to swear. Yay. Oh, yay. His and wife is off. a potty mouth that, like me. That's awesome. And, and and she took off, and so it was, I didn't get to see her again for another six months. <laughs> oh, my God. But she left an impression. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you're both uh, Ivy League, beautiful athletes, uh, incredibly well. She's from California. And you give, you've signed a pledge, the giving pledge, to donate half your fortune to charity during your lifetime. You're, are you a serial killer? You might be. Are you too good to be true? I consider myself aspiring <laughs> to be a normal person. I, I really do. I feel like, look. <laughs> I try and be, I think I'm a pretty normal person. And I think you are, you're likable, which is weird. You're down to earth but, and likable. And I, I've seen you in town halls. Like you really connect with people. I really, the, by far the best thing that I've gotten to do for the last 10 years is travel around the country and meet people. And the example I gave was Deanna Berry. But at, like last weekend I was in Columbus, Ohio, and we were in a um, farmer's market. So I was meeting a bunch of organic farmers, people who raised uh, crops, but also who raised animals. And we just had a fantastic time. I mean, we just had, they were so interesting. They were doing such great work and they're awesome. And they are positive, optimistic people making the world better. And you meet those yeah. people all the time in America, all the time. Yeah. And they're inspiring when you realize they do great work. Yeah. Well, you know, as someone who had a dad, you know, it's funny. Someone sent me his actual daily schedule during the 1964 campaign when he ran for vice president. And it is grueling, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to love doing this. And, and just having seen you a few times, you seem like you actually really love doing it. You I love do. meeting people and solving Look, problems and talking to my people. My attitude is, if you don't want to do that, you shouldn't want this job. Yeah. Because those are the people that you're to serve. Yeah. If you don't like them, if you don't enjoy them, if you don't respect them and think they have something to teach you, you shouldn't have this job. Yeah. Well, you saw that my I ran as well in uh, 08, Goldwater Miller 08, family name, no skills, just like W, <laughs> me and Barry Goldwater's uh, granddaughter, Cece. <laughs> Made me laugh. Yes. <laughs> well, we may have a failed run in common, too. I hope not, Tom, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I we'll, think you only we'll, You'll come back for another happy hour. We'll, you know, we'll drown not in sorrow. Not at nine in the morning. <laughs> I think you and Cece only traveled for two places, though, What's so that? it wasn't as grueling. We only did two town halls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was clearly a publicity stunt. <laughs> Um, so wait, how long have you been married? 33 years on August 16th. I, see, this is the thing I always say, too. But my dad's been gone since uh, 1983, when I was 21. So I I wish every day I could talk to him about what is happening to his, you know, our, our country, to his party. I know that feeling. But, no, exactly. But I know I, that but feeling. But you know what I always say is, like, because my mom, I call her my 96-year-old Trump voting, Fox News watching Republican mom. She still thinks dad would be... A Republican, and I—that's—I I do. I just think Fox News has poisoned this country, and good people's just—I I mean, I stopped because she's—you know—she's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. I mean, I can't have political arguments with her anymore. It's not worth it. I love her, and you know, but I would have every conversation would be like, "That's not true, Mom. Where did you hear Fox? You heard that on Fox News?" 
And that's what, you know, we're just not operating with, with two sets of facts. And I think, um, but I, I guess my point was more about you personally, too. I just can't imagine. My dad was very Catholic. You know, I, I would bet my life he never cheated on my mother, married 40 years till he died. I, I can't, I, again, Nuremberg prosecutor, I just can't imagine what he would think about what kind of man Donald Trump is. He's just a despicable human being, morally, right, in every I way. I think an awful lot of Americans felt like he was going to shake up the system and take down the insiders. And that's something that people still desperately want. They still believe that this system has been corrupted and bought by corporate cash. And they're right. Yeah. And so, you know, if you say to people who voted for Trump, Trump, he's going to break the system, they're like, good. And he said, no, you don't understand. This could have really bad ramifications. Good. Yeah. Because people are... First of all, they trust America to think that no matter what happens, we're going to make it work. That's yeah. an underlying bedrock opinion. But second of all, they believe this system has been corrupted, and it has been corrupted. Yeah. That's really the core of why I'm running. The uh, reason we have a climate crisis is because oil companies would rather make yeah. tens of billions of dollars than work to save the world. That's an incredible statement, but and, absolutely true. And I imagine in your, just because you are, you would do have so much empathy, you know, as I've seen you talk to people that you feel bad for these coal miners that, that you know, he, he's, a, he's a grifter. He's not bringing coal back. And, and it's just, the, but, but, you know, and, and that was one of the Russia campaigns is, you know, coal miners for Trump that was run by Russia. I mean, it, it's it, look, there's no question that as we transition to clean energy, we need to put right up front with absolute emphasis, the need to take care of displaced workers. Yeah. If there's going to be change, we need to make sure and put money toward it and ask them, what is it going to do? What is the plan that will work for your community? Because we will support that plan. Yeah. We need to know that not only are we going to create millions of net jobs, which we will, good paying jobs, we need to make sure that in the communities that are hit, that we're there and not with phony, yeah. we promise we'll train you to be computers yeah. specialist, but actually go there and make it happen. Yeah. And that's got to be upfront well, and absolutely yeah. genuine. You know that, that we can clean the environment and have create great jobs yes. in, in green energy. Um, oh wait, I forgot how many kids do you have? Oh, four. You are a producer, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> 31, 29, 27, Mr. and Mrs. Steyer. Youngest, 25. And he's just, I was saying, he's just going to start med school yeah. On August 5th, but he's been working in a clinic for farm workers, a medical clinic for farm workers in the Coachella Valley. Mm. We need you to raise all of America because this is, I was just going to say, I'm sorry, but Trump's children, Don Jr. yesterday tweeted some, oh, I think it was a Dinesh D'Souza thing, yeah, the, calling Bob Mueller mentally retarded. That always no, like really? he was kidnapped yeah. by a mentally retarded person. I, I mean, he is awful. <laughs> he is making the country awful. His children are awful. He is, he is inciting people to be more awful. People think they can shout racist slurs because he does. Well, you know, Stephanie, when, when I was like 19, I had a girlfriend. And my brother I Jim. I bet you did. My brother Jim, who's one year old, said, why don't you invite her to in, in, introduce her to mother and father? And I said, I just haven't gotten around it. And he said, Tom, they're the best thing about you. You've got a much better chance with this woman if they meet your par- our parents. Yeah. And that's what I say about my family. If you meet my family... You'd think yeah. he must be an okay guy because yeah. they're so nice. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, hail to the let's let's go out on hail to the chief, <laughs> Tom Steyer, America's daddy. Come on.
Daddy's home, America. Let's do this. <laughs> Would you rather be skills. raised by Tom Steyer? But yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We love you, Tom Steyer. TomSteyer.com. Need to. Nice. I'm not... Need to impeach.com. Come on, do the eyebrows. Do the Groucho. There you there go. There you go. There you go. You are. I just love you. <laughs> you guys are too nice. I love you, Mr. President. Fantastic happy hour with Tom Steyer. Stick around if you want to hear his whole regular show interview. Hang on. Let me just put a little more plexiderm on before we go to the full show interview because I it works in minutes. Look at my eyes. Look at them. You're ready to go for another hour with Tom Steyer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, Plexiderm is the shizzle. I'm, I'm not talking about days or weeks to work. Plexiderm, cl- clinically studied serum, visibly eliminates those under eye bags and wrinkles in minutes. I have never, I heard, just a little tiny dabble, do you? Just do 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 When you come down the stairs, I never know uh, if it's you or not because you look so much younger. I look like right after I had the facelift when you came to my door, remember? Uh, years yes, and years ago. I, exactly. I forget that. If only I'd known about Plexiderm. (laughs) That was gruesome. Okay. The science behind Plexiderm is incredible. I've tried a lot of uh, products, I'm telling you. Being a woman of a, you know. Certain age. Advanced years. Mm -hmm. Um, Listen, if you have crow's feet, wrinkles, under eye bags, whatever you got, Plexiderm just... It's like I hear the bewitched sound. That's what I hear. I hear like I just twinkled my nose and... (gasps) Where did my wrinkles go? It's like magic. Okay. It's not like magic. Travis, it is magic. There's magic in there? Yes. There is real video with real people. See how fast crow's feet, wrinkles, and under-eye bags disappear. Uh, hurry, because all the sexy liberals are using all the Plexiderm in the country up. Go to TriPlexiderm.com. They have a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. TriPlexiderm.com. Type in sexy liberal. That's TriPlexiderm.com. The code is sexy liberal. Or call 1-800-685-1292 and mention sexy liberal. And now our full hour interview with Tom Steyer from The Morning Show. It is the Stephanie Miller Show. Why, look who's here. It's my road show pal. <laughs> Burns and Allen. We're the uh, Bob Hope and Lonnie Anderson of the impeachment road show. Let's jingle him in, shall we? It's presidential candidate Tom... <laughs> it's presidential candidate Tom Steyer. Yeah! Good morning, Mr. President. Stephanie, I'm used to... How are you? <laughs> I thought you might like that. I, I miss our road shows together, our impeach, uh, impeach.com road shows. Need to back out. Yeah, we did town halls, right? I mean, yes. Uh, so uh, fun. Thank you. I'm going right to your first tweet this morning, Tom. I'm calling on Speaker Pelosi to cancel the upcoming six week House recess. We're running out of time to hold Donald Trump accountable. Thank you. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I just I thought I was going crazy with some of the punditry yesterday. I, I mean, <laughs> is what you saw and heard not the most damning thing you've ever heard about a president in our history? It was on TV. He obstructed justice. That's why Jerry Nadler said he there's substantial evidence that he committed high crimes and misdemeanors, yeah. which is the constitutional language that takes you to impeachment. Yeah. I, I mean, and I know people say, oh, well, it's the summer. We should wait till fall. People are paying attention. This is what do people not understand about the word crisis, constitutional or otherwise? Well, I, really, the question here is pacing. I mean, we had the Michael Cohen hearing back four or five months ago. Then we have this hearing and then. Congress is out for a month and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, there's this question about how do you build sustained awareness? You bring it up to a peak. You have a one-day hearing, and then you're gone for a month and a half. How do you let people stay involved and not forget what just happened? Yeah, and I can tell you from my experience, if they take a recess, all they're going to hear in their home districts is impeachment. So why not just do it, 
right? Well, you know, the other thing that we've seen is obviously there was an impeachment vote and there was the highest vote ever. 95, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's been something where there's been continuing momentum. The question is, how are we going to shorten the time frame so that there can be a sustained awareness? Let's listen to Speaker Pelosi yesterday. Did it change whether or not you think the House of Representatives should launch impeachment proceedings? My position has always been uh, whatever decision we made in that regard would have to be done with our strongest possible hand. And we still have some outstanding matters in the courts. It's about the Congress, the Constitution and the courts. And we are fighting the president uh, in the courts. So the reporting, though, Tom, is that and Jackie Spear, who she's very who, you know, very well, who represents up in your area, um, said last night on TV that after the Democratic meeting after yesterday, she said Pelosi is warming. She told her her members to, you know, to, uh, you know, vote how they what they feel about impeachment. So that that is definitely movement. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, Lawrence O'Donnell commented to her. It sounds like she is, you know, that there is movement. And she said, yes, there is. A lot of Democrats were reporting that after the meeting. So, I mean, to me, Tom, now is the time with our all of our voices to call our representatives, to call Pelosi, to and look at Puerto Rico. Well, I, I'm, I'm. Well, here's the part where I ask you for money, which is this is a little earlier than usual, but we got to take to the streets like Puerto Rico. We got to, you know, it's like it, it, invisible. Uh, move on. Women's March need to impeach. Let's do a, a huge impeachment march. Look, I think that the underlying statement here is that actually the people have got to take back the democracy. Yes. I don't think there's any question that the government in D.C. has gotten too separated from Americans. Right. That in fact, what we want is not what's happening across the board. And right. I think that the pace of this I- impeachment proceeding has been at a much slower pace than we've been calling for. Yeah. That's why we called on Speaker Pelosi to cancel the vacate the six yeah. week vacation, and it's really an attempt to say to Americans. That's why we did an impeachment petition with over eight million people to say, "Listen to the voices of Americans. You don't have to listen to us, but listen to your constituents for goodness sake." Yeah. Well, you, uh, you've said it. You were all over Twitter. You said, "Speaker Pelosi, we waited long enough. This can't wait six more weeks." I mean, we see the damage Donald Trump can do in half a day, half in an hour. We've seen the damage he can do. I mean. You pointed out one one more uh, one more thing about in terms of the damage he is currently doing. How much more evidence do we need? You said that Mr. Trump's rhetoric leads directly to violence. His words are making us all unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um, the bomber just the other day was convicted uh, trying to bomb all of Trump's targets. I mean, it's it's you know. I also think there is something going on here, Stephanie, that has precedent going forward, and that's this: if you have a society that doesn't enforce rules and laws then in effect, yeah. those rules and laws don't exist and you have a different society. Yeah. And when you go to the most powerful person in the whole country and don't hold him to account and don't make it clear that he is subject to the laws, everybody draws the inference that the laws don't actually work. That's that right. They're, they're, they're imposed on people arbitrarily. They're imposed on people without political power. But if you really have juice... Yeah. Like Mr. Trump, then you're above the law. That is not a conclusion that any American should ever yeah. be be drawing. This isn't Jeff even, po- isn't right even politics anymore. This is right and wrong. This is absolutely our democracy hanging in the balance. I mean, in all the yes, I want to just play Chris Ray because not only did he say also Russia is in, is still interfering and we're not doing anything about it. Yesterday, Mitch McConnell votes down or excuse me, blocks yet the latest bill on trying to do something about it. And then to your tweet, uh, he's talking about this. And I will say 
that a uh, majority of the um, domestic terrorism uh, cases that we've investigated uh, are motivated by some version of what you might call white supremacist violence. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, it, it, talking about a national security crisis, whether it is allowing to Russia to continue to attack our country, and it is an attack on our country. It is, a, as people have said, like a cyber 9-11, mm-hmm. and it is ongoing, and he is inciting white supremacist violence, which is at record levels. But I think the other thing that's going on here that people don't comment on enough, Stephanie, and it kind of gets dismissed, is how much the Republicans as a group are in the bag to this president. Yeah. It's incredible. That was you that, know, that, they will that was put disgusting up with yesterday. Anything at this point, they will put up with Russian in, interference in American elections. That's incredible. They will put up with lawlessness from the White House. Yeah. They will attack Robert Mueller's integrity, yeah. who is a Republican, yeah. who is a you know career public servant in every way, simply for political purposes. They have gone in the tank. Yep. In a way that I don't think any of us could have imagined. He is a part. He's made them a party of traitors, Tom. And it is, uh, as you tweeted, you said we are in a transformational time in history. We must decide who we are and fight for democracy right now. The resistance starts at home. If there's anything I know for sure, never ever bet against the power of the people. And again, you can point to Puerto Rico. You can point to a lot of things. But you've been saying this for a while. We've got to mobilize. We've got to call. We've got to march. We've got to make our voices heard. I'm hoping in the polling. What do you think? I mean, I, I I can't imagine how yesterday didn't move the needle. We're already up to 76% of Democrats wanted impeachment before yesterday. Look, I think the, the question for the American people is literally what you're calling on, which is involvement and participation. You know, there's an old saying, democracy is, is not a spectator sport. Yep. Amer- the, the best thing about Mr. Trump is that he's so awful that he puts the onus on every American to get off the couch and participate, whether it's to protest or to vote or to call their congressperson, because basically we can't let this continue. And Tom, the biggest danger is not impeaching and depressing our turnout. Because, and I already hear it, and I try to buck people up all the time on the phones and on my email that are like, oh, I just, I'm... I'm just I'm you know in despair I'm exhausted I'm that's exactly what they want they want to wear us down and have us you know think our vote's not going to matter and it's and we just we cannot slow walk into this election this time um here's Elijah Cummings with the call yesterday and I'm begging I'm begging the American people to pay attention to what is going on because if you want to have a democracy intact for your children and your children's children and generations yet unborn, we have got to guard this moment. This- yeah, um, and I've met your children, and they're delightful, um, <laughs> as is your wife. But you said it again on Twitter. You said Mueller's report was an impeachment referral, period. I mean, because he's not, you know, he's not going to be a Fox News pundit. He's not going to be screaming impeachment. He went out of his way to not seem political, but clearly that is the remedy other than if you can't indict a sitting president, that is the remedy. But I think the other thing that it's, that Stephanie, that it's hard sometimes for people to remember is democracy is like an idea. Yeah. It's an ideal. And it isn't directly connected with the things your family needs today in terms of services like health care and education 
and yeah. support for living wages. But it's really important to remember that this lawless, corrupt president, in his policies, yeah. also attacks the basic security of Americans across the board. Yeah. He's the guy who kept trying to get rid of health care for tens of millions of Americans. Yeah. Tried three times and came within one vote of doing it. He's the guy who tries to cut education across the board. He's the guy who attacks the rights of working people to organize, to stand up for themselves, and to get a living wage. So, yes, he's corrupt. Yes, he's a criminal. But in addition, he's someone who actually attacks the interests of working Americans every single day. Well, and more importantly, as you, you summed it up again in a, in a tweet, Donald Trump thinks he's king. Congress has essentially proved him right by failing in their oversight duties. We're in a constitutional crisis, and simply voting Trump out in 2020 won't fix it. We need serious structural reform to our government. So, I, But I want to know why you changed your mind about running for president. Okay. And I know when we were on the road, you had your the five rights that you believe Americans have, yeah. and those are fantastic. I want to talk to you about that and your change of heart and all that. Uh, all right. Uh, proud Re- Perry tweets, Proud Resistor, thank you for all you and the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network do. I did my seven duty two evenings ago. I walked my district with flyers and the number to call to urge my rep, uh, Karen Bass, to vote to impeach Trump after the Mueller hearing. Uh, thank you. That is so fantastic. Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Why, if only we had someone with a huge email list. Chris, get that, get right that list so that right we can... Away, Ms. Miller. We're, we're done asking rich liberals for money. We've built our own infrastructure, haven't we? We do. We have Sexy Liberal. We have 10 fantastic Sexy Liberal podcasts, and they are blown up. Wow. People are, see, I'm trying to be... I'm hanging out with you, and your entrepreneurship is rubbing off on me, and my goofiness is rubbing cool. off on you. Cool. Yeah. Right? Because, we, yeah, I'm telling you, we get enough downloads. People bought, you know, support our sponsors. Boom. We built it, and they will come. Um, Tom Steyer, you want to say something about uh, Bill Barr, the constitutional crisis we're in, which I think is really extraordinary that we don't have a Department of Justice. We don't have an attorney general. I mean, th- this is what is so terrifying. Have you noticed that Bill Barr's disappeared? Yeah. You know, he came out and described the Mueller report in absolutely dis- an absolutely dishonest way. As the Attorney General of the United States, he went on TV and lied in a bald-faced fashion. He should be he should be disbarred. Actually, we had we had a movement in Virginia trying to get people to send in uh, letters to the State Bar Association to disbar him because what he did was so wrong. Yeah. Well, he's actively obstructing justice in real time. I mean, what was the latest headline, Travis? Like Barr, you know, declines to prosecute himself and Wilbur Ross for defying subpoenas. I mean, how, how do we we can't live in a lawless land i mean this is just Look, the great news is we can beat these guys yeah we absolutely can beat these guys there are many more of us than there are of them mm-hmm. it's a question of being organized and showing up yeah and so it's on us we need to do those two things be organized and show up let's so let's talk about your change of heart because i applauded you when i said i you know i felt like you took your ego out of it you said i'm not running for president this time i'm going to put all my money into democratic candidates you've done I mean, first of all, you're a real billionaire, unlike <laughs> Donald Trump, who actually <laughs> earned your money. And you've given an enormous amount to charity, and you put an enormous amount, you you know, put your money where your mouth is in terms of all the causes you believe in, environmental, all of the crises that we're, that we're currently in. So obviously this is a huge field. People really have concern. What led to your change of heart to run? Look, for, and, and, and then how do you, this laid in, how do you get, say, on the debate, debate yeah. stage and all that? I literally couldn't sleep, Stephanie, yeah. because from my standpoint, we're having a debate in the Democratic Party on policy. Yeah. You know, who has the best Green New Deal? Who has the best health care policy? 
who has the best education policy, and on and on. There's, there's a lot of talk about what we want. There's no talk about how are we going to get it. Yeah. So when I listened to that, I was, there's a real question about where we're going to get any Green New Deal, if we're going to get yeah. any change to the Affordable Care Act, let alone single payer. So when I thought about it, I thought, my goodness, we need to have a different conversation. The conversation we need to have is only on two things. The first one is broken government. Right. The corporations have bought this democracy. The people need to take it back. We need to push the power back to the people. Right. And, we need, and that solves so many of the issues. That puts us in a position to solve health care and education and living right. wage and on and on. No one's talking about that. The, the, and the reason I felt like I should run is I've been doing this for 10 years. For 10 years, I've been organizing coalitions of ordinary citizens to take on corporate interests, starting with oil companies in Prop 23, where we got 70% of the vote against oil companies trying to get rid of uh, the most progressive climate laws in the world, taking on tobacco companies after they failed to raise taxes on tobacco companies 17 times. We got a $2 pack. Uh, increase well, and gave the money to Medi-Cal. And so, you've been on the uh, an environmentalist way before it was cool. I mean, you just tweeted extreme heat across the country, flooding in New York City, wildfires in Napa. The climate crisis is not coming. It is here right now. Let's get to work. The one thing I love that you bring to the field, Tom, is urgency. And I, I will be honest with you, just and I'm saying this just to make you jealous, but I am kind of in the Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris <laughs> <laughs> excitement because I do feel like they're leading on impeachment and on, you know, on the... Uh, not going on Fox News and on, you know, a lot of these issues that you're talking about. But again, it, it's a passion and an urgency that, we, that Look, you have brought to this fight for impeachment long before other people did. It's not just that. Honestly, Stephanie, there's a question of not what, but how. Right. How are we going to break the back of these corporations? Yeah. And the question is, I've been doing this from the outside, organizing people successfully and beating them for 10 years. Do you think the change is going to come from inside Washington or from outside in a grassroots-based way? I've been doing it at the grassroots for 10 years. We've been winning for 10 years. Do you really think people from Washington are going to reform themselves? Yeah. I think the chances are much greater that somebody from the outside can do this because that's what we've been doing. That's what I've been doing. Donald Trump's like your evil twin. He's like, <laughs> he's like the bizarro world evil billionaire, and you're like the billionaire that uses your superpowers for good. Well, there is something that he was onto that we that is the reason he got elected, and that's this: eight out of ten Americans believe corporations have bought this democracy, and it does not respond to the people anymore. Yeah, I'm in that eight out of ten. Yeah, that's what Trump was basically saying. Now, the fact is, he serves those corporate corporations better than anybody else. Yeah. He cut taxes on corporations and rich people. Yeah. Everything that he's doing is to, is to serve them. He talks a good game, but he does the exact opposite. Yeah. But he was on to a truth, which we have a broken democracy. Yeah. It isn't serving the people. People are totally turned off. And the only way that we get back the democracy is by organizing and showing up. And that's what I've been doing yeah. for 10 years. Yeah. And that's what I'm fighting for. You uh, tweeted, I've seen it in Ohio and South Carolina and Michigan in my home state of California. How can we claim to be the greatest nation on earth if our citizens cannot safely drink from their taps? I mean, mm-hmm. there are so many issues that, I, I, you know, that you've been uh, talking about. And, and, you know, I agree with you. And I'm glad you were. It's a... It's, he's like, it really is. He's like the, the parallel universe Trump, right? Yeah. But we are going to have to take on these corporations yeah. directly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've said we, we have to win and we have to beat them and we have to face that that's the fight. Okay.
323-468-1135. Karen in Chicago, you're on with Tom Steyer. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning. Thank you, Mr. Steyer, for everything that you do. Stephanie, please call me Tom. Everybody does. Okay, Tom. Thank you so much for everything. We're the Burns and Allen of impeachment road shows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did call Nancy Pelosi this morning. I'm emerging everybody that I know to as well. Um, And I really don't understand what members of the media saw. Um, I, all you have to do is go back. Nicole Wallace, I have to give her a lot of props because right after the hearing, she played a montage that illustrated perfectly all of the key points of the hearing. How damning all those moments. She, to her credit, also said, you know, sometimes we have to remember our hot takes are wrong. And I'm like, yeah, like mostly all the time, the punditry is wrong. So I agree with you, Karen. Just watch and, you know, with your own eyes, listen with your own ears, um, John Harwood tweeted, uh, Democratic leadership aide explaining why Pelosi resists impeachment says too many of the 31 members representing districts Trump won can't support it. There will never be 218 in the House, the aide says. Let's prove them wrong. It, it, look at all Tom Starr has been able to do with NeedToImpeach.com and the millions of people that he's mobilized. Can, yeah. Stephanie, can I make another yes. point on this? Yeah. Look, I started an organization called Next Gen America. Yes. It is the largest. Registering young, needtovote.com. You did, you've done so much work, organization Tom. in the country. And one of the things we did in 2018 was we picked 38 congressional districts held by Republicans, and we focused on people under 35, yeah. and we more than doubled the turnout from four years before. That's the largest generation in America, bigger than the baby boomers. They were voting at half the rates of other Americans. And we said, in order for Democrats to retake the House, we need this generation to show up. Yep. And so when I think about why we flipped all those seats, and those were the seat, you know, we chose the ones that we thought were flippable, but were definitely in play. The answer is turnout. There the number of Democrats who turned out in 2018 Tom, versus 2014 was two-thirds more. I know you're going to be on Chris Hayes later today. Tune in to MSNBC to see Tom. But Joy Reid was just on our show this week. She has a new book out, and she said we have minority rule in this country, she said, because we don't vote, and white evangelicals crawl over broken glass to vote. And that, that is one of, I mean, that's one of many factors. But she's right. We, what was the turnout, Travis, we, for white evangelicals? It's close to 100% yeah. of them turn, turn out. And that's why I was saying, for us to win, there are many more. Joy's exactly right. There are many more of us. We need to organize and show up. And that's what I've been doing for 10 years. We've been organizing people to be registered, to be engaged in the issues, and to show up and vote. And we've done that. You know, we, I think when we focus on the huge percentage of Americans who don't vote instead of the very small percentage of people who can't decide if they like Mr. Trump, yeah. We get all those people, and that's 40% of America, not the 2% who can't decide. I think our sense of urgency, I think I have, we both have fascism early warning systems in our blood. We found out on our impeachment vaudeville roadshow spontaneously that both of our dads were Republicans and Nuremberg prosecutors. And John Cooper tweets, history teaches us that wimps don't beat fascists. Appeasement doesn't beat fascists. Trump and McConnell know the 2020 election will not be free and fair. In fact, they're counting on that. Um. Look, if there is a conclusion to be drawn from Nuremberg, it's this. When you see something really wrong, you fight it every day. You don't show up every six weeks or every six months and register a protest. You fight it every single day, every time it rears its ugly head. Um, Here's Chairman Schiff yesterday talking about uh, what happened. 
part of what I found so powerful about his testimony today was not just when he was asked about the law, but when he was asked about the ethics, the morality, the lack of patriotism of this conduct. And perhaps one of the most chilling moments, uh, I think, in our committee was when he expressed the fear that this become the new normal. Uh, and, of course, I think what is animating that fear uh, of the director, what certainly animates, animates it for me, is the fact even after the nightmare of the last two and a half years, the President of the United States will still not forswear receiving foreign help again. Aye. Um, okay. So now, how do you let's okay? First of all, what do we do? How do we get Tom Steyer on the debate stage next time? Let's get him into the debate. <laughs> Look, there are two rules. Where's the, your what's the website? What do we do? TomSteyer.com. And we have a link go to, to TomSteyer.com and give me a buck. And we have a link to that at uh, your uh, website and at yeah. uh, your Facebook and at yeah. your Twitter page. See, I did the show me the money. You thing, did, right? You did. Help me help you. I need 130,000 donations. Okay. And so I'm asking people to give me a buck to get me on the stage so I can yeah. make the case for taking back our democracy and actually speaking up for the people and letting the people rule again. I owe this to you for how many times I've asked you for money. So please, <laughs> the one time Tom Steyer asks you for a buck, <laughs> just do it. Um, let's talk about, well, first of all, how, what do you do? How do you, what is your uh, strategy for running against Trump? So what does Trump call you, a weirdo? Look, I think. You can tell who he's threatened let by. Let me say this. <laughs> I think I'm the perfect person to take this guy on. Because you are, you're his mirror image. Economy, you're the good twin. When it comes to the economy, he's a fake and he's a failure. And I have no problem. Yeah. People don't seem to feel comfortable. I spent 30 years studying economics through investment and through looking at countries and how economic system works. He is a disaster, incompetent person. I just had a light bulb moment. I'm going to be your campaign manager. Okay. Do it. <laughs> no, but you, this is how you run against them calling us socialists. And first of all, I'm like, why don't we ask them why about their party's drift toward fascism? But this, you are the perfect, I would call you a compassionate capitalist. Look, so we can is, say we are not socialists, but we are, but, but you know, you do so much. You give so much mm -hmm. of your money. There is a difference. There is the pure greed of Donald Trump, who's never done anything for anybody but himself. But when you think about this, Stephanie, see if this works for you, this analogy that I use sometimes. I say, look, the United States is like a car. We have democracy and we have capitalism. Democracy is how we're supposed to steer the car and decide where to go. The people get to choose. Right. We get to choose what the laws are. We get to choose what the rules are. But the thing that is the engine of the car is capitalism. And so that has to be able to run to make us move forward. But it can't steer the car. Yeah. When the engine starts telling the car where to go, you get what we have now, which is the people's interests aren't being served. But yeah. we still need that engine to go. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't hate the engine. I just know this. It can't run the car. We can't have, we can't have drug companies telling us what the prices of drugs are going to be. Don't you love how much they hate when uh, uh, liberals are good at capitalism? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, but the, the funny, you apparently made the wrong kind of billion dollars. The funny thing here is <laughs> Mr. Trump has a operating procedure that led him to bankrupt all these casinos. Yeah. He makes huge promises. Yeah. He borrows a, a ton fraud. of money. He leverages it. He's a fraud. And he, ma con he man. makes it, it goes bankrupt and he walks away. Yeah. And that's we're in the middle of him trying to turn the United States of America into one of his failed Atlantic He's City casinos. He's going to bankrupt us. Yes, he is. Yeah, with a trillion He's, whatever. Okay. That's who he is. He's a fake. Let's talk about the five rights, uh, which you call the right to an equal vote, the right to clean air and clean water, the right to learn, the right to a living wage, and the right to health. Well, that sounds 
talk, talk to us about that because that sounds like well, a pretty good plan to Stephanie, me. Stephanie, one of the things that is true is we talk as if this country were a failure. We're the most successful yeah. country in the history of the world. Yeah. We can afford to put ourselves in a place that is better than any people ever. We do have to take on these corporations and get back our democracy. Yeah. But if we do that, we can afford healthcare for everybody. We can afford a quality public education from pre-K through college with ongoing skills training. We can afford clean air and clean water, and we can afford a living wage for every working American. We can afford that right now. We have the money. We have to take back the democracy to do it. But I'm saying that is a baseline of security for every American. We're in a position to create unimaginably great times for ourselves. We do have to beat these corporations and we have to control the climate. Yeah. But we've got to stop talking like we aren't succeeding. This is the most successful country ever. Let's give ourselves some credit, beat the challenges we need, and let's win and make and create what yeah. Americans have always created, the you best know, country in the world. Tom, and I, I, I so appreciated and resonated with what you did during this last election and what you talked about earlier is with next gen and need to vote about getting younger people excited and motivated. I've been saying on this show... I mean, I'm old as dirt, and I, I am so inspired by the AOCs and the Rashida Tlaibs and these fierce young women that we got into Congress that obviously terrify Trump and the Republicans. But, I, you know, when I say like AOC, she seems like a flash of, from the future to me. Like, I, I, you know, she, knows, she knows how to connect with young people on social media. She makes me believe that we can do big things again. Look, when we've talked to hundreds of thousands of young people and asked them why they don't vote, and they always say the same thing. The system doesn't work. No one tells the truth. Neither party addresses our needs. It doesn't make any difference. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. That yeah. can't happen. That's the end of democracy if people have that attitude. We need to go out there and talk about what can happen if we tell the truth, if we go out and retake the government, what we can provide in a way that everybody's life will be materially different and materially better. And we're in a position to do that right now. We just have to make the fight. Yep. Barbara in California, Tom Steyer's home state. Hello. Hello. Hi, Barbara. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've been listening to uh, Tom, and there's not a millimeter of disagreement with him, anything he said. But I'm 72 years old, and I don't have time to run around with my hair on fire. So what I need to hear from somebody is the how. Now, this is regarding impeachment. How? Once we have essentially, and forgive my language, not your wad, oh. and the Senate yawns, and then what? Well, okay, here's the thing, Tom, and you, uh, thank you, Barbara. The thing that I, I keep having, people jump like 17 steps ahead. The thing is, you don't know, I know people go, oh, well, there wasn't Fox News for Nixon. Okay, but there wasn't social media, where people are already sharing all these clips. There is not, I mean... I, um, Neil Katyal tweeted, relevant that 45 years ago today, one branch of government made a decision that catalyzed the process that led to the resignation of a president who thought he was above the law. And Nixon's approval ratings, landslide, were way beyond Donald Trump. Donald Trump is historically unpopular already. And again, listen to Lawrence Tribe. There's an off-ramp. We don't even have to go to the Senate. Do a sense of the House. Whatever you do, but you don't know don't misjudge the cowardice of, of, of the Republicans. If they see that it is going to be a bloodbath, you don't know what's going to happen. Look, I, I can't remember the name of the caller who called in and said that she'd called Congress people. Karen in Chicago. Karen. Yeah. But my point is this. My goodness, we have the power. If the people of the United States say to their elected representatives, we demand you do this, they're going to do it. 
Right. We, and so it's once again a question of organizing and showing up. Yep. We need to say to them when they come back for their recess, no, no, you have to do this. Yeah. We are counting on you. This is why we elected you. Yeah. You've got to do this for us. And if, if they hear that, yeah, we did our part. Realize, we did our part. Oh, now it's my time. goodness. Yeah, yeah time so for them to do theirs. It's, it's the human part, the constituent part of saying to your representative, you don't understand. That's why we elected you. Yeah. We want you to do your job. Yep. That is so powerful. And yep. that's part of taking back this government, which because we really need to do. You know what? You, me, all of us built this blue wave. And, you know, if we're going to build a blue tsunami, then you worry about our base. Don't worry about his. His, you know... It, that let's stop worrying about the Trump voter. We yeah, we need to hold our representatives to account for why we elected them in the first place, why we voted, yeah. why two thirds more Democrats showed up than showed up four years ago. Yep, because we wanted a change, because we wanted them to act for us. I'm with Jonathan Allen on Twitter. He says I must be watching a different hearing than the rest of the punditry. What I've seen here is Mueller make a very clear case that he believes the president obstructed justice. That was true in the report, but his testimony went further. It may not be exciting to watch, but it is serious. Um, and I had the same reaction. Proud resistor said, I thought the facts that came out of the Mueller hearings were devastating for Donald Trump. However, Mueller didn't have a flashy, telegenic performance. And since we live in a reality TV world now, more people are focused on his performance than the actual substance. Uh, hashtag impeach now. Um, Tom, what was your, I mean, what was your, uh, Tom Sire is live in studio with us. Yeah. Um, what was your initial reaction watching yesterday? What, what were you thinking? I, I thought that that man had it exactly right, which is this. The facts are devastating. Mr. Mueller is a very understated lawyer, and he presented them in a dry fashion and referred repeatedly to the document, the 448-page document that he and his team had produced. The facts are devastating, and the presentation was reserved. Yeah. So when I look at that, I see if we're in the context of a series of publicized, televised hearings for the American people to get the truth. Yesterday was a fantastic day in terms of getting the truth on TV to the American people about the corruption of this president. Tim O'Brien, you know, people picked their moments that were, he said, but this is, Representative Lee, does your report state there is sufficient factual and legal basis for further investigation of potential obstruction of justice by the president? Mueller, yes. I think his one-word answers were more devastating than, I mean, here's the thing. Based on what you heard about yesterday, does it concern you in your run for president about that we are now in a reality TV star world? And I, this is what I fought against. People are like, oh, we got to get Oprah. We got to, you know, I mean, at least you have experience in policy, in activism, in politics. Look, there's you're, no it, question we're in a reality TV world, right. Stephanie. There's yeah. just no question. But the other right. thing I will point to you is this. There is a comparison to Mr. Trump from abroad, which is the former prime minister of Italy named Silvio Berlusconi, oh, yes. who was similarly corrupt, similarly a criminal, similarly had a very tawdry sexual history, very flashy, extremely rich. He was, when he was beaten, which he was several times, he was beaten by people who did not talk about all his personal problems, but who went to the people and said, he's incompetent. Yeah. He's not doing a good job. Here's what we should be doing. Here's how I can help you. So they didn't compete with him to be the biggest roller derby star. Yeah. They, com they competed to say, hey, 
actually, I will do this job a million times better than this incompetent fraud. And yep. I think what, that's what yep. the American people actually need to hear, which is a better vision for the future. To heck with Donald Trump. Let's consign him to the garbage uh, heap he belongs on. Ana Navarro just said it about Puerto Rico. She said, bravo to the people of Puerto Rico for, for refusing to be governed by a corrupt, incompetent, offensive jerk. Also, I have Puerto Rico envy. Um, <laughs> let's do. Let's go full Puerto Rico. And one last one. Evan McMullen said, "I agree with the Democrats' follow the facts approach, but I'm concerned that its pace becomes assumes a conventional 2020 election in which the president can be defeated because he's unpopular and doesn't have foreign help again. He likely will, and the time to hold him accountable is now." I've said this, Tom, and I know you probably agree, but I think this is. We have to have a yes and a walk and chew gum strategy we we have to do both yes impeach and indict when he's out of office but it should be part of our 2020 strategy so candidates like you can talk about your five you know the five uh, ideas the five you know all of your great plans rather than having to talk really about impeachment let them do their work uh, in the house exactly look there is a question here in america and i think there's no question about this stephanie Americans don't have a sense about what America is trying to be anymore, what it means to be an American, what we're trying to create. That's something we've had since the very beginning of this country, is we're an idea. Yeah. We're a country that was built around freedom and justice, and it included a lot of non-freedom specifically and a lot of injustice when we started. But this country has about been building towards those things from the first day, and we have lost our way in terms of having a vision. That's what I hope this election is about. Let's play one last one. Val Demings, because this was also a, a huge bombshell that basically he said that he lied. Trump lied on the written answers. According to your report, page nine, volume one, witnesses lied to your office and to Congress. Those lies materially impaired the investigation Sorry, of one. Russia yeah. interference, according to your report. Other than the individuals who pled guilty to crimes based on their lying to you and your team, did other witnesses lie to you? I think there are probably a spectrum of witnesses uh, in terms of uh, those who uh, are not telling the full truth and those are outright liars. I mean, he said some, despite his tone, Tom, he said some pretty explosive things. And we'll save that for tomorrow. It was Sean Maloney that said, what did you think of his written responses? And that was yet another crime in ground for impeachment. He said he was not, he was not, um, uh, what did he say? Truthful. Stephanie, we have proved long ago that Mr. Trump has more than met the criteria to be impeached. Yeah. That he has, that there is constitutional authority yeah. to impeach and remove this man from office We're gonna right get all, now. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Stephanie. TomStyer.com. We'll see you tomorrow on The Stephanie Miller Show. Hey, this is Bob Seska, host of The Bob Seska Show. If you enjoyed this episode, you're going to love my show, where every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we talk about this guy. Trump is crazy. And this guy. Trump is a idiot and we say this a lot sweet merciful crap because he can't keep getting away with it find the bob seska show at sexyliberal.com and on itunes stitcher spotify bobseska.com and everywhere else you get your podcasts